actually, this is the second time he'd asked me to develop a sermon. And uh, the funny thing is I knew like the next day. He he had asked me and I was thinking about it. And the next day, I think it might have even been that evening, I was heading home and um, turned on probably YouTube music or something. And one of the songs that popped up is uh, Truth Be Told. And that song is always, like the moment I heard it, I was like, oh, that's my song. Because there's just so many times that I can easily live that where line number one, the, the, the first verse starts out, line number one, you're supposed to have it all together. And when they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them never better. I'm fine has always like been my motto when I'm at church. If you come up and go, Chris, how are you doing? I'm going to tell you, I'm fine or I'm okay. And that can mean a lot of stuff. I one time someone had asked me, they said, uh, I asked them how they're doing. They said, oh, I'm okay. And I said, oh, are you church okay or are you okay? And they said, what's the difference? And I said, well, church okay means that you have all your limbs and you're able to walk. Doesn't mean much beyond that. And they're like, I'm church okay. Because there's just a lot of times where you walk in and I'm okay means I'm alive. Not much beyond that. And there's a lot of times where I have been that, where it has been whatever's going on, I don't want you guys to know. So I'm going to hide it from you. And somehow that always sounded like a really, really good plan. Because I'll just hold it in and I'll keep it all together and I'll just stay on top of this. Just me. I'm in control of this. I'll, I'll get through it. And... Um, then I heard the song, Truth Be Told, and it was like, oh, God, can you not be preaching to me through music? Please stop. Because uh, then the verse two goes, lie number two. Everyone's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe behind you and clo behind closed doors. And a lot of people could tell you that's exactly what I've done. I do not like sharing. A lot of, you know, probably my friends could tell you I don't like sharing. My family could probably tell you the same thing. And uh, while I was thinking about what to speak on, I thought back to that uh, there's a, a commercial that has, I, I forget what it is, but it's an antidepressant supplement. And in it, the, the person is like talking to their friends and they have a paper mask that they hold up and that has a smile on it. And that's been me so many times where I'm just sitting there behind a paper mask going, uh-huh, uh-huh, you're not going to see what's going on in my life. I ain't telling you. And uh, now I was just thinking about that. I'm like, no, Lord, no, 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 no. I don't, don't, don't really want to speak on being two-faced. Let's, let's not do that. Let's, um, let's, let me continue to hide. Let's just stay back here where it's nice and safe. And then I thought about a C.S. Lewis thing I was reading, I'd read before, and he was he was asked to speak before some clergy, and he's like, you know, who am I to talk to you? But if I was going to tell you what to preach on, I would tell you to preach on what's been affecting you this last week. And it was like God going, yeah, you deal with this all the time. Somebody at work asks you something, and what do you do? Who are you when someone else is around? Which face do they get to see? Do they get to see the one that has Christ on it? Or do they get to see something else that may not be as pleasant? 
who do you exude at all times? And I just, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. It wasn't bad. I mean, I've always, God and I have reached an understanding a long time ago that I have two choices. I can either follow him and what he says, or I can walk off into the dark. And I know how that goes. So that's never a, a long journey for me. I can argue with God. I one time sat down and argued with God for three hours a day for about two weeks. It was actually on moving down here. God said, hey, you should move to, you know, move to Nevada. And I said, nope, not moving to Nevada. And for uh, about three hours every day for two weeks, I bet you it's beautiful in Nevada. I'm not moving to Nevada. But I can get a better Christian walk. I'm not moving to Nevada. I don't remember how many different things I had going on. It was beautiful, better life, get better relationships, get closer to God. And after two weeks, I finally gave up. So I learned my lesson. I'm stubborn to a point, but then I was, I was, so I was just trying to think about this and I'm like, okay, what would I, what have I learned about putting on a face and hiding behind something? And I just was thinking about all the times I've done that and how many times I do that. I mean, years ago, I had three different faces I'd put on. I had my nice little work face that I put on around my coworkers. I had my church face I put on around all the people at church. And I had my nice house face that I put on around the family. And hopefully none of those ever really met. Because it wasn't a huge difference. But it was enough that if somebody I worked with had showed up at my church, they might be like, really? This is not quite the guy I work with three days a week. Hmm, okay. Is, is, he, is he honest? Is he truthful? in what he's doing. And then I got to thinking about it one time and I realized if there was anybody I could be completely honest with, it would have to be God. Because there's no hiding from God. You just cannot hide from God. And you know, in um, Isaiah 29, 15 and 16, it says, woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord and their works are in the dark, and say, Who seeth us, and who knoweth us? Surely your turning from, uh, of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. For shall the work say unto him that made it, He hath, he made me not? Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it, He hath no understanding? And I was thinking about that, and I was, it struck me that I was trying to hide from God as much as anything. I was trying to keep all of that secret from God. And I was trying to tell God that I was okay. Oh, it's okay, God. I got this under control. And, which, by the way, I'll give you some straight-up advice. Never tell God that, because he knows better, and he will prove it to you. And I've got some serious conviction down through the years on Isaiah, actually Isaiah uh, 29, 15, I think it is. I highlighted it in the wrong place. But it says, Wherefore the Lord uh, said, For as much as these people draw near me with their mouths, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear towards me is taught by the precept of men. And that could have easily been my life verse when I was in high school. I tell people, I could have, up until about the, about the time I was about 18, I could have led you to Christ, and... I believed it, 
but never, I, I could have led you to Christ and not understood it. It would have been absolutely meaningless. It was everything I knew. I grew up in church. As I, probably up until the time I was 17, 18, I doubt I missed more than a dozen and a half service, church Sunday services my entire life. I knew everything. And I, I've told pastors, I've told most pastors, there's not a lot you can get up here and preach to me that I haven't heard in one format or another. And when I was like 13 or 14, I sat down and I logically deduced that the Bible had, I mean, if, if there was two options, you either had a God or you didn't, which of those made more sense? Yeah, it'd be God, because there's less, less questions to be answered, less stuff. But I had never understood it. It all was really good. It's all really good on paper. And God had his own way of working on me, but that's actually, that's a completely different story. And God used stuff like, probably not exactly like the, the Proverbs 15, or 29, 15, about trying to hide from God. But I realized that in trying to hide from God, I was cutting myself off from him. In trying to hide from people, I was separating myself from them. And I was pulling up a wall between me and them so that I could project that face to them. And there's consequences to that action. About the time you turn around and realize that you struggle to have a relationship with God because you've cut yourself off from him. Because you're sitting there trying to tell him you're fine when everything's not fine. And I had to come to a point where I realized if there was one person, if I was going to trust somebody, it had to be the person who knew me already, the person who had been walking beside me, the person I believed in all this time, that I had to trust and believe in God because he could see everything I couldn't. He could be where I was. And he knew it all. And the image had always come to me when I was thinking about how much God loved me. Because I always wanted to tell you that God didn't love me. There was no way. But I thought about that and I realized that God being outside of time means that when he was sitting there and before he said the words, let there be, he knew I was going to come along. He knew he was going to die on the cross for my sins, as numerous as they were. And he still went ahead with his plan. And that's... It's a hard concept when you think about that and you realize that you kind of run into a wall that you may not like yourself, but you're facing a God who loves you. <laughs> I've had to rebuild a lot of stuff and it's like, oh yeah, you have to stop hiding because the one who loves you loves them too. And he put them here. And I have a lot of evidence to the fact that God has surrounded me and protected me and loved me. And in all the times that I've been struggling, I always think of God as... I've, I, in, in Jeremiah 23, 23 and 24, it says, Am I a God, or am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in a secret place that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? 
And that was one of those things that if if God is in, if God knows me and has been everywhere, I need to stop hiding from him. And if I'm not hiding from him, then I need to be really careful about who I'm hiding from. Because what if God has dictated this person over here to step up and be like, ah, I can help Chris. And I try to hide from them. And there's a lot of stuff. I don't tend to trust people all that easily. I don't, you know, so there's a lot of stuff mixed in with that. And in that particular passage of Jeremiah, he's actually questioning why the prophets and people think he does not see what is going on. And that has always, that's been a daily struggle with me where I, I want to act this way. I want to do this. Ah, except for the fact that I know who's watching me. I know whose name I represent. And then you come to verses like Proverbs 18, 13, which is basically, it talks about answering before listening, and that equals folly and shame. And you start thinking about the context of how often is the person actually saying I'm trying to think how to phrase it correctly, because this is not the direction I wanted to approach this point. But uh, are, are they asking how you're doing because they care? What if they're there and they can see through that shield that you've thrown up, and they can see that you're struggling, that you need prayer, and they're asking because they want to know what they can pray for you on? Don't hide from them. Yes, there is a time and a place to withhold. I've been around people who have asked, how are you doing? And you can see their shoulders start to turn before you've ever even answered. You're like, okay, just pleasantries. I'm fine. But there's times that somebody will stop, look you in the eye, and say, how are you doing? (laughs) Don't lie to them. Because if you end up trying to hide from people, you end up being double-minded because you're trying to build a wall and you're trying to create a person for them to see. And a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And this morning when I was thinking about all of this and I was just putting it, I was talking with Cass about, you know, any other passages, because I've been, just I've been, for two weeks I've been building this message and I had it and then I was like, I need to add something to it. I need to build this out. And... <laughs> Then I was, I, I, I was looking in a passage about being double-minded, and I came across 1 Kings 18.21, where Elijah is up on Mount uh, Carmel, and he's talking to the Israelites, and he says, how long will you halt between two opinions? If God is God, go with him. If Baal is God, go with him. Pick, stop waffling between these two ideas and that called back in my life the times where i've had to be like if god is sovereign if god is above all what are you doing over here if god's over here and god says go this way what are you doing going this way and yeah uh, that's again this is i'm actually like this is not exactly the direction I wanted to go. I remember I had a direction to this. I did. <laughs> and then doing just fine? Oh, good, because I think I just hit my last point. So 
we might be on a question and answer here soon. And, and I think that's just one of those things that we need to think about when, when, when we face God. Are we standing there with that paper mask going, it's okay, God, I don't need much? Or are we sitting there, or actually not even sitting, are we on our knees going, God, I, I can't even tell you what I need, but I know the thing I need the most is you right here by me. Anything else I can get through. And I have to tell you, I, um, being able to sit here during the ladies' conference is always a unique kind of blessing because it's always a blessing I feel like I shouldn't have. Because, yes, I'm helping to run the soundboard, even though, even though this year I was not needed at all. Um, but this year, that's what stuck out to me, is that the amount of times that, or the situations you might get called into, where at the core, that's, that, that's what you have left, no matter what is there. If everything gets stripped away, is God at the core. I used to not understand how Job could do that. Because, I mean, my mentality is, first time that, that, that first wall falls down and my kids get killed or my livestock runs off, I'm going to be sitting there going, why God? One day I was driving to work and the, uh, I believe it's Mercy Me song, Even If, came on. And I was like, you know what, that's the mentality I have. Even if things are not going good, I need to praise God. The check engine light came on on the vehicle. <laughs> and instantly, my mind was like, Aah! and I went, oh, no, 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 okay, God. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what it is, but this is your car. You guide my life. Whatever happens. <laughs> the number of times God has brought that back to my mind, where whatever happens, oh, you're cruising to Oregon. Get as far as Lovelock. Car overheats. And your friend has to come bail you out. Has to call AAA and get them to come up there save you. Or you're coming back and the car overheats again because you hadn't installed the radiator. I think it was a bad radiator cap. And you have friends who will come and bail you out. Come drive an hour at 11 o'clock at night to come up and make sure you get home safe. And in those times, I mean, as simple as it is, I mean, sitting there listening to the ladies during ladies' conference, that's, I'm not ready for those. But if God, if I walk out of here and everything is gone, I at least know where to turn. And that, for me, became real when I realized that there was a God who I couldn't hide from, so I shouldn't even start. And that's where, I don't know if that's where everyone starts, but that's where I was able to start building a relationship, an actual genuine relationship with God, is by not hiding from him. And I believe that's all the notes I got. So, uh, I guess that ended up being what, 20 minutes? Nailed it. So, uh, I hate to do questions and answers because I'm not sure I have answers. Yes. What was that first, uh, the first verse that you that you read? Was that Isaiah or 
Uh, Isaiah 29, 15, and 16. And actually, I had pushed that back as, uh, to 13, and then 15 and 16. Okay, so I guess I will close this in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for allowing us this time, and Lord, thank you for giving me the strength to, uh, to get through this. As nervous as I am, Lord, help me to have projected your name and your glory through everything that I've said tonight, Lord. I ask all this in your name. Amen.